ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hello, everyone, and um, a special hello to those of you already commenting and joining us on social media. I uh, want to say hello to MSP Outdoors, Cheer Diver, and Big Bad John, especially for already getting that conversation going on social media as we uh, begin live today. So um, like I said, hello, welcome everyone. I'm Constitutional Attorney Catherine Henry, and this is Liberty Lori. And soon we will have a special guest joining us today for uh, quite the topic about sheriffs and um, a constitutional sheriff. Really, you know, what is it? Why is it important? Um, in fact, let's go right into that. Um, this is season two, episode 22 of Restore Freedom Weekly already. I can't believe it. Um, and uh, but actually, before I even get into that, let me remind you guys, in case you um, didn't get our newsletter or see any other posts or comments that we've been making about it recently, um, next week is actually a planned week to have off, not uh, some family emergency type situations that we had for a week or so um, a couple weeks ago. But um, this coming week, we will not be doing Restore Freedom weekly episodes or segments or posts because we're actually going to be celebrating my 40th birthday, uh, which is next <laughs> Monday. Uh, of course, we'll be celebrating the 4th of July, which is my favorite holiday. And uh, I know if you know who I am, that obviously wouldn't shock you at all to know that's my favorite holiday. Uh, we're also celebrating Mike's birthday. He's almost a decade older than me, everyone. I just want you to know that. So if you see him, especially recently, so now that he's cut his hair again and he might put that hair gel in and he looks like he's barely old enough to be um, our son's you know, older brother. Yeah, no, he's almost a decade older than me. But anyway, his birthday is... Friday, I think, if that's the seventh. Um, and I guess while we're at it, um, a happy early birthday to um, our friend Amy Ardner, who is um, just a few days older than me, and her birthday is on um, this Friday. And uh, again, my birthday is Monday. Um, my friend Bucky Schwartz from middle school, who now lives in Florida again, in uh, actually not too far from me. He is um, one day younger than me. So happy birthday to you on next Tuesday. Um, my husband and a lot of you know Rachel Atwood from Michigan. She's done a lot of our Restore Freedom Goodie uh, commercials and was a big part of our Restore Freedom initiative um, and a whole bunch of other freedom fighting things. Anyway, uh, my husband and Rachel Atwood both share July 7th as a birthday. We have our awesome friend who is now the chair of the uh, Ottawa County Board of Commissioners and uh, the president of Ottawa Impact, Joe Moss. His birthday is July 10th. 
I know Kristen Meggins is right in here somewhere, and I'm forgetting one or two more of my good friends that I know all have birthdays here and uh, for some reason have escaped me. But we got a lot of freedom fighting birthdays in these couple of weeks here. So, all right. Oh, John James, no such thing as a constitutional sheriff. No, no. That sounds like you woke up on the wrong side of the Constitution this morning. Um, Lori is our... Um, I'm going to unmute you here. So hopefully Nuffy's. Oh, okay. We're both unmuting. Oh, I was trying to unmute myself. <laughs> I can't anyway. Um, and thank you for your chat, <laughs> who's deciding to join us at just the wrong time. Um, anyway, um, did you hear from our special guest today? I know you just heard he's, from him a moment ago. Yeah, I haven't heard back. I think he's probably trying to download it. I'll, I'll keep checking with him though. Is he's trying to download a different browser? Yeah. Sorry. He should have. Doesn't see. it work? Doesn't that work on? It doesn't. It wasn't. It's requiring him to use Chrome. He said, and so I'm trying to get him to download Brave. Oh. That's what I use. Yeah, that's what I use. <laughs> so that's strange. Okay. Well, while we get started, um, we'll get started while we're waiting for our special guest today to join us because uh, it's going to be a little bit more live uh, interaction and quizzing and dialogue than sometimes it is before. Um, in fact, for those of you who've been watching Restore Freedom Weekly, especially for um, this year and last year, um, let alone those of you who've been watching our educational and constitutional videos for the last three, four years, whatever it's been, um, you will start to see some in fact i would i got to figure out how to do uh something where i can have live um live interaction besides just commenting on the social media platforms but somehow get you guys to be able to answer questions live because i think a lot of you would have fun um i'm gonna rapid fire some true or false questions that a lot of you have seen from us in the last couple of years and uh, ask him a whole bunch of additional questions about the constitution in ways that i've never actually asked anyone before. So um, oh, let's see, um, Michigan Woodsman, I'm also considering running for sheriff, very interested in this topic. Well, definitely, if you're considering running for any governmental office, but certainly for sheriff as the chief law enforcement officer of your county in any state across the United States, you definitely need to know the Constitution. You need to know what the role of the sheriff is, um, but specifically grounded in the Constitution, uh, what what is your sheriff's role in freedom and uh, what should the sheriff know about the Constitution? So um, as it rolls into what we're talking about today, so is your sheriff constitutional? Now that's not something I can answer for you and may not be something that you can actually answer for you at this point, which is why it's super important that we have you uh, check back with us tomorrow for our Wednesday Way to Get Involved Challenge because uh, I have some specific action items for you to take so that you can get involved and start holding your local government officials, such as your sheriff, accountable. It starts with knowledge. If you don't know what the heck they're doing or who they are uh, or when they're even uh, up for re-election next, really, what are you doing to actually hold your government officials accountable? Do your part. Tomorrow is all about that. Um, next, what should you, what should a sheriff know about the constitution? Well, I'll just say everything, but I did pick on what I consider the things that are 
uh, if you're only going to know certain parts of the Constitution, these are probably the most important parts of the Constitution, and that's what we're going to be covering today. And the things that I most often repeat, the segments of the Constitution I most often repeat in the short and long videos, in my live presentations or speeches at events, um, things that when I'm answering a question, they're the parts of the Constitution that come into the answer most often. Uh, and they're things that I often do a get involved challenge in some way, shape or form on getting you to read or reread uh, those parts of the Constitution. All right. So um, let's see. Why is your sheriff important to your freedom? That's definitely something that we need to talk about today. But I wanted that part to be a little bit more interactive and not just me talking at you. So hopefully um, our special guest today, I know he was super excited to join us. And uh, for those of you who saw us um, when I spoke at the uh, Freedom event in Martin, Michigan, um, three weeks ago now, maybe it was, uh, he was there as well and was speaking um, for his candidacy. And I did a little bit of unscripted questions of him impromptu right then and there. So it was um, uh, anyway. So hopefully he'll be able to join us and be able to provide more of that information. So like I said, today's uh, uh, interview with him. Hopefully he's going to be live. Hopefully he'll be able to join us. Um, but it's, it's unscripted for him. It's a little bit scripted for me. I actually spent hours, uh, deciding which things to ask him and how to ask him yesterday. Um, but, uh, it's also something that I plan to ask any of you who want to run for office, let alone for sheriff. So, um, Anyway, we're going to be quizzing him on the Constitution. We're going to be quizzing him on general aspects of government and certainly about his candidacy. So I'm going to check back in with those of you who are commenting. Um, <clears throat> MSP Outdoors asked us, uh, actually, before we began today, why do constitutional sheriffs still violate the Fourth and Fifth Amendments during a traffic stop by demanding my papers? And I'm assuming you mean license and registration. And uh, that is a good question because the more I get into, and I think I've talked about this a few times recently, but the more I get into reading the constitution and looking at it every day and looking at everything from a constitutional perspective, which means we have to change our lens, right? For those of you who are kind of new to the freedom fight, or you know, maybe you've been in it since 2020 and all the COVID stuff, and you didn't like how your government was handling things and it made you kind of wake up and go, okay, enough is enough. Well, you might still be kind of having your eyes open to uh, the lens, right? We have to have the right set of lenses in uh, to be able to see. I have to have this certain prescription on, otherwise I can't see crap in front of me uh, because I need this set of um, contact lenses in. Same thing when it comes to how we view the world, how we view our government how we view our society here in the United States of America. What is the framework? We have to look at everything from the fact that we get our rights from God, not the government. And the government has no rights. And it doesn't have any inherent powers. Not even the local governments have sovereign authority. No, no, no. We, the people, have all the sovereign authority. We retain all of the power and authority and we are just electing representatives to exercise certain portions of that power. 
So if you view everything, whether you need a permit to build something, whether you need driver's licenses, whether you need to pay your taxes, there's different things. When all the issues, right? All the issues that have come up, you look at the constitution. Is the government given the power to do that particular thing in the constitution? If they're not, then look at your state constitution because perhaps it's it's allowed or that power is is bestowed upon a government entity by your state constitution. Then you still have to look at, well, what about your rights? What rights are specifically uh, protected by the constitution, state or federal? And does your government in taking that action in question, are they violating any of those rights that are given to us by God? If they are, then it doesn't matter if a power is supposedly given to them, they're exercising it in a way that violates our rights given to us by God. So it's a no-go, okay? That is the lens we need to look at everything. So yeah, license and registration, um, it's one of those things that I never thought of. Like I just never thought of. Before I ran for state rep in uh, 2015, 2016 in Michigan, I never even thought of, never even had it occurred to me that uh, we should be looking at what our children are injected with and in the the schedule i'm trying not to say certain words to get the video dinged but you know every you know every well child checkup you're supposed to go in and have your kid injected and you know well i mean back when i was a kid there weren't that many and as my older kids were young there there still weren't that many a few more but man by the time emma was little it was like i don't remember all of these chemicals and drugs and pharmaceuticals and things that are being pushed into my kids and i was running for state rep at the time that she was very young and i got connected with groups like michigan for vaccine choice and i got to you know see their candidate questionnaires and have my eyes opened to the fact that that was even a thing that that was even an issue to to think about and learn about and and be discerning about and so man my eyes have been opened and wow emma luckily uh was saved in the nick of time by the the quest for knowledge there now same thing is true for things like you know license and registration yes it's technically required it's legally required under statutes right is it constitutional uh no i would say it's not but at this point we got to start you know we got to start somewhere we got to pick our battles and we got to go one step at a time to getting these guys to realize what they're doing wrong where their focus is wrong how do we hold the hold them accountable and so uh each community each state is going to be at a different a different pace a different level uh so anyway great question about the fourth and fifth amendments um being a i'm not I'm even sure about um <laughs> checking that out um okay so uh big bad john says that uh dean who we're interviewing today, hopefully still interviewing today, uh, is a candidate for sheriff, not a sheriff yet. So let's give him a chance. In fact, he's not only a candidate for sheriff, he's a candidate for sheriff in the very same county where my Allegan County Election Day 2020 arrest happened. If you guys remember that, that violent arrest where they arrested me coming as the constitutional attorney for the people that were circulating a constitutional amendment petition, like definition of uh, First Amendment 101. Uh, and I was on the phone with the sheriff as I was in handcuffs after being already beaten up and, and uh, emotionally scarred. 
and threatened in all different kinds of illegal ways. Uh, I was in handcuffs in the back of the deputy's vehicle talking to the current Allegan County Sheriff. Well, Dean Brandt is running for Allegan County Sheriff. So hopefully there is a new sheriff in Allegan County, one that will actually respect and defend the Constitution, not one who is totally a-okay with uh, his deputies obliterating it. Any, anyway, um, uh, let's see. Um, we have questions uh, like from Cheer, I can't even talk, Cheer, Diver, um, about uh, sheriffs thinking they have to follow, you know, judges' orders, I'm assuming is what the question is. Um, and uh, yeah, it's um, far too often we focus on what judges are ordering instead of what the supreme law of the land says. Um, all right. Um, the Liberty Cause, thanks for joining us today. Uh, he says, how about reading the Constitution for starters? Most have never even read it. That would be good. Um, and hello to Blue Steel from Gainesville. Um, oh, cheer. Let's see for the third time if I can say it. Cheer. Diver. <laughs> I don't know why that's so hard for me. I want to call it cheer driver. That's what I yeah, keep saying. I, say. I have no idea why the extra R is in there when I go to say it. Um, if a cop blatantly violates the People's Bill of Rights, do we not have the authority or duty to resist? And um, in most circumstances, I mean, it, you know, we could talk about something where uh, once we get a little bit more specifics filled in, it might seem obvious where, no, you should not resist in a particular situation. But what I would say is you have the obligation to follow what the law actually is, including the supreme law of the land, which is the Constitution. So if an officer, a sheriff's deputy, whatever, is giving you an order to do something and it's not a lawful order, you don't have to comply. It's not a lawful order. And that's already the law of the land here, even in case precedent, uh, that's the understanding here in the United States across the U.S. Um, but certainly, uh, yes, it, you you have the right to exercise your rights without receiving prior permission first. Um, okay. All right. So. Uh, so you know, if he's still struggling, we're trying trying to work it out. <laughs> Does he I only might... have? phone or is he on a computer or what he he only has a phone and uh he's not on wi-fi so that might be the problem i wonder should he call me and then see what that sounds like i have a bit of background so i'm a little worried about um yeah my background have, him, have him can you have him call um my michigan cell phone number and i'll put him on speaker okay. and we'll go from there. We'll do. Sucks because I wanted you guys to see him. I wanted to see his face. I wanted you guys yeah. to see his face. But we'll do what we can because this whole thing, yeah. I'll have to watch for it though because um, yeah, I'm still pulling. Okay. 
So we'll get him in just a moment. Um, I'll believe it when I see it, says News Now Tammy Lynn Lynn. That is quite the YouTube handle. Um, I believe it when I see it. Most don't even know the Fourth Amendment. Very few know the full First Amendment, and that is correct. I would agree with you. In fact, the way that I'll be quizzing him, um, man, we should have done this through like Twitter spaces or something where people could just... Um, here, let me ask you guys this, since we have some of you, um, many of you on already at this point. I would love to be able to do a little bit more live interaction, um, not just seeing the typed out comments, but I would love to have ways to have you guys be able to interact live, call in, if you will, that kind of thing. I can do that through um, Podbean. It's my podcasting platform. Um, I can do that through uh, Twitter Spaces. I, those two are only audio. They're not video. <clears throat> and a lot of what we do uh, has video aspects to it. But uh, number one, if you guys know of a platform where I could do both video and like a call-in type situation, great. Uh, please, um, please let us know. It can't be obviously like trillions of dollars because um, we don't have that. Um, unless you're willing to pay for that service, then we can use it. Sure. Um, it could be whatever cost then. Um, otherwise, let me know, <clears throat> you guys, if uh, you'd be willing to, or even should I say prefer, if you'd be, uh, if you'd prefer, if we try to do one of our episodes on Podbean or uh, Twitter spaces or something like that, where we're not doing video, but you guys are able to call in live, we're able to ask questions, you're able to participate a little bit more fully. Uh, let me know if you'd be interested in something like that, because um, I would really like to be able to have a little bit more live interaction than what we do. And um, anyway, so um, streak yards. Oh, stream yards. We had that. That got pretty expensive, didn't it? Um, yeah, I guess maybe, Lori, if you could check out. I, I haven't heard of doing a panel with StreamYard, if that's what that was. Um, I but think maybe it's a possibly new option. having guests on with people. It'd oh, like... and that's what we're trying to do today. Um, Dean will be our guest, so hopefully uh, we can get him up and running here. But um, let's see. Oh, sorry, you guys have more comments on here. People to make sure the constitution. Yes, it, it is. Oh, shoot. It just jumped a whole bunch and I wanted to. There we go. Ding, 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 ding. It is up to the people to make sure that the constitution is followed. Um, and then News Now says, ask them the Third Amendment and hardly anyone, much less a sheriff, knows it. Ask them the eighth. Most only know the, the talking point on the news. Um, I wasn't going to actually ask about the Third Amendment um let's see or the seventh amendment is that the only i was going to ask about the first second fourth fifth sixth eighth ninth tenth and fourteenth those were the ones i was going to focus on because those are the ones that i thought had highest priority now um a sheriff certainly let alone any government official should know the entire constitution but um anyway those were the most important in my eyes because we don't have a lot of quartering soldiers and, um, you know, lawsuits over $20. Okay. Anyway, that's the seventh amendment. Um, they just, it didn't seem as applicable. So, all right. Um, 
Okay. He was going to try something real quick, and then otherwise he'll call. I asked him to let me know when he's calling you so I can alert you. Can you say that again, Lori? He's trying something real quick. If that doesn't work, he'll call. Okay. I asked him to text me just before he calls so that I can alert you. Okay. So um, Hannah on YouTube says, we may have a great candidate for Volusia Sheriff soon. Um, hopefully you mean somebody other than me because <laughs> the Liberty cause <laughs> has mentioned it to me, but he also mentioned it takes like, you know, $6 billion to run for Volusia County Sheriff or something insane like that. At any rate, um, uh, yes, I would love to interview. Yeah. I was going to say, what? get him in touch with you so you can encourage the can the potential yes. candidate. Yes, I, I would love to be in touch with somebody who's looking at running for Volusia County Sheriff. So uh, please let me know. Reach out to us. You can reach us at contact at restorefreedomkh.com. You can text or call 616-303-0033 um, or reach us through our website, restorefreedomkh.com. Um, but... Uh, Crazy heathen. This isn't who I think it is, is it? Support your local yeah, it militia. It is. Hey, am I not supposed to say his name? I thought I can't. I think Phil. I think his name. Yeah, Phil. <laughs> Phil. Hi. There, we're both responsible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to keep track of which of my friends uh, only want to go by their screen names or whatever online or not. But Phil, love you. Um, it's, uh, it was great to see you at that Martin event and the one a couple days before. Um, He's going to call you. So I wanted okay. you to be on alert with you. Phil. All right. MSP Outdoors makes a comment about uh, no law or statute can trump the Constitution. We're going to get on that as well. And give me a second here, guys. Hello, this is Catherine. Uh-oh, hold on a second. Are you there? Hello? Can you hear Hello? me now? Hello? Oh, good Lord. Okay. I don't know what is happening, but this is really starting to be frustrating. I, I'm, I'm thinking the technological issues have something to do with is possibly being qualified to take that position and they don't want them to be. Okay. This might work. We'll see. Well, at least we can hear the ring. Yeah, at least there's a ring. At least there's some sort of sound. It didn't even let me call him back at first. We're gonna we're gonna roll through this because these questions. While we're waiting for him to answer, guys. Sorry, the person you were trying to reach has a voice. What in the world? All right, I'm gonna give it a second and I'll call him back again. Um, at any rate, um, while we're waiting for him to answer and get connected on this so I can start grilling him about this, um, make sure that you go to our YouTube channel to be able to participate in our true or false question of the week. We were doing uh, well on like five different platforms for uh, over a year, year and a half. And then recently we narrowed it down to YouTube and Telegram. And really we were only getting, you know, a few dozen um, people participating 
on Telegram and it's it doesn't allow you to schedule in advance and there's a lot of hiccups it was having. So we're just going to do the questions on YouTube every week. So I apologize to those of you who are trying to get totally away from the big tech giants. Maybe you're watching us on Rumble or something like that. But if you do still have that Google account and you can go over to YouTube, participate in our true or false question of the week. We'd love to have you over there. Now, this one, if you're commenting live here, joining us live here today in the stream on uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, not Rumble because I can't see it. But at any rate, go ahead and answer the, the question right in the comments today as well. True or false? Our U.S. Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, guarantees us a democratic form of government. True or false? Good afternoon. This is Catherine Henry. Is this Dean? Yes, it is. Finally. Okay, we got you. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Finally. I am so sorry about all that. Okay, can you turn up the volume? Yeah, there's a little bit of an echo. Can you turn up the volume at all on your end? Because I got my phone as cranked as it'll go. I now have my. Is everybody dispersed. hearing him okay? Yeah, if you guys can let me know um, if, whether you can hear him or not, then we can go ahead and get started. Wow, there were a lot of comments since I last checked it out. Um, I can hear you just fine, so. Okay. Um, Susan can hear good. Anybody on YouTube hear good? And the Liberty Cause talking about OBS. I do have OBS. I tried to do some of the setup on there. If you want to come check it out um, soon, not on my birthday though, <laughs> different day <laughs> when you come over, we could sit down and maybe you could show me how that could maybe work with Collins, but I, I think you'd still need some sort of, anyway. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, they hear them on YouTube and Facebook. They and, do. And yeah, there's nine people watching on Rumble. Nothing, nobody's saying anything, but nobody's complaining either. So that's good. <laughs> okay, so good. So uh, I bounce out so people can focus on you and Dean. I suppose. Well, why don't we just have you <laughs> muted for now? Because um, you can like get my attention with the video easier if whatever okay. yeah okay looks like we did start seeing some questions on um on the uh okay good 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 um did start getting some answers to our true or false questions so dean um i'm gonna there's a lot of uh questions i'm gonna ask you today and then um we'll also kind of get some specifics but the very first thing i want to ask you is what i've asked everybody already um and that is uh, this week's true or false question our u.s constitution article 4 section 4 guarantees us a democratic form of government true or false true and if i'm wrong that's my fault <laughs> um well we will address that in a little bit. Re-ask the question. I think he needs to hear the question again. This is why I wish he could see it too. Can you see my screen? Yeah. If he's what if he watches on YouTube, he wouldn't it would be out of sync. Can you see my screen? No, I can't see anything. 
Okay, so you can't even like see the stream on YouTube or anything like that. You only have a phone? Yes. Oh, that sucks. I okay. only have a phone. Okay. Um, all right, so we'll, we'll do our best. <clears throat> um, I really wanted you to be able to see it so you had the exact same you know, chance that everybody else did. But uh, anyway, so um, uh, the question is, uh, Lori wanted me to repeat it one more time just to make sure you heard it all correctly. Our U.S. Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, guarantees us a democratic form of government. True or false? False. False. And why would you think it's... I'm looking at it. (laughs) You're seeing it now? (laughs) I'm I'm looking at it. Seeing my question? I'm I'm literally looking looking at the Constitution. It's right in front of me. Oh. Well, try try not to cheat too bad with the Constitution in front of you. Um, (laughs) So democracy being more of a direct democracy where the people and mass are controlling the government republic being where we the people retain ultimate control and authority but we elect representatives to do the day-to-day functions of our government for us um so just explaining that for everybody here so all right so the very first thing i'd mentioned to people um some of the things we're going to talk about today and you have a candidacy so when did you join the race i was just telling them that it was for Allegan County Sheriff is what you'd be running for. And first of all, when is that election? Uh, the election is November of 24. The election is November 2024. So just over or just under yeah. a year and a half from now. And Allegan County yes. is in Southwest Michigan. Um, and uh, when did you enter the race officially? Three months ago. Okay. And what caused you to decide to run for sheriff? Have you ever run for anything else? Let me ask you that first. Yes. And what is it that you ran for? I ran for state rep. Oh, you did. Okay. And when was that? Yes. Uh, 2022. Oh, recent 2022 election. Okay. Yes. And, uh, what party did you run under? Republican Party. Okay. Um, yes. And so um, why did you decide to run for sheriff? Uh, and that's kind of a long drawn story, but um, I was running for state rep and um, my campaign was gaining a lot of strength, but I didn't, it didn't feel right to me. Uh, something inside me was telling me that that's not what I was supposed to be doing. So I really sat down and I really did a lot of soul searching and a lot of praying and um, I finally got an answer and God told me that that's not what he wanted me to do. Um, I can help with the entire state that way, but I can't really affect Allegan County the way I wanted to affect Allegan County. So I kept praying and finally I just got that answer that he wanted me to run for sheriff with my stance and me not being able to be budged at all. That's what, that's, that's what God told me he wanted me to do. 
Okay. So I backed out of the race, and um, I backed out of the race before the primary, and um, I backed Michelle Smith, and ultimately she became our state rep. Okay. So I waited. I waited until I could announce for sheriff, and I did it. Okay. All right. So, um, at this point, do you, well, um, let, let me, let me ask you this for any questions that I ask you today, cause I'm going to hammer you the, with the constitution, like you've never had before. What is oh your, boy. what's that? I said, oh boy. Okay. <laughs> what is your thought on if, if you, if I say, oh gosh, that one's not quite right. What is your thought about that? If, if I say that you didn't get a question quite right. my bad and I will get it right the next time. So let me ask you this way. Are you, some of the followers or, or viewers that we have right now are concerned, um, you know, about whether you get an answer correct or incorrect. Obviously we want you to get all the right answers when we're talking about the constitution, if you're running for a constitutional position like the sheriff, but am I understanding you correct that you're open to the fact that you may be wrong and you are wanting to learn more about the constitution every day. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I will, I have no problems whatsoever admitting when I'm wrong and I have no problems whatsoever taking responsibility. If I am wrong, uh, I will tell any one of your listeners that, uh, I, do my best to study the Constitution every day. I also am uh, in Constitution 101 at Hillsdale College, which just does a quick overview. It's not a real big, deep, uh, in-depth look at the Constitution, but it's a start. And I I do my best to try to learn it every day. So some, some of your questions, I may get wrong. Well, let me do this. But I understand that. Um, so my next question for you was going to be, why is your sheriff important to your freedom? And I wanted you to kind of start that conversation off, but I want to come back to that now because I really want to roll. We had so many technical difficulties. I want to get rolling right into some of these questions. Um, so, um, first thing, well, I guess this is part of it guys. So I'm just going to quickly mention a couple points and then hopefully we'll remember to come back and circle back to this question about why is the sheriff so important to your freedom? Um, the word election is in the Florida constitution. And I, I just focus on Florida and Michigan because, um, those are the two States that I've called home in most of my life. Um, and one I'm practicing in, uh, as an attorney yet, and the other one I'm a resident of. <clears throat> so, uh, born in Michigan, raised in Florida, uh, Michigan attorney, but Florida resident now. So back and forth, back and forth. If you live in another state, uh, I guarantee you that most of the things we're going to talk about today are going to be very similar in your state. And I would encourage you to look up these things for your own state's constitution. But at any rate, um, the word election is a big deal. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> it's in the Florida constitution 124 times. <clears throat> and, the, and the word election is in the Michigan constitution 105 times. That's insane. That is a lot. And that's because it's our job as we the people in that Republican form of government to elect people at every single level of government in every single branch of government. 
and to keep our eye on them. It's our job to maintain that ultimate control and authority. So how many times is the word sheriff in the Constitution? Uh, Dean, this question, all these questions are now for you. How many questions or how many times do you think uh, the word sheriff is in the U.S. Constitution? None. How many times is it in the Michigan Constitution? None. The Michigan Constitution? Yes, I don't, I don't believe I've read it in there anywhere yet. Okay. And I'm not going to ask you about the Florida Constitution because that's irrelevant to you, so that'd be not fair. But um, the word sheriff is in the Florida Constitution nine times. You are correct about the U.S. Constitution. The word sheriff is in the U.S. Constitution zero times, but it is in the Michigan Constitution four different times because it is recognized, as in most states, as one of the few constitutional offices in the county. Usually you have something like a prosecutor, the sheriff, you might have a coroner, um, and I'm totally blanking on what the other ones would be. Um, at any rate, you, you generally have four constitutional offices for each county that are recognized um, by and large throughout the United States in every state's constitution. So. Um, now you are challenged with checking out where those four times are that the Michigan Constitution mentions the word sheriff. We might have to have you on again for a, a, a re, rehashing of this uh, this quiz when um, you know in a, in a couple months or so and see how far you've come in in uh, hopefully technology <laughs> so we can have you in video and people can see that you're coming up with these answers at that point off the top of your head but also then um, how far you've come in learning the Constitution. So um, are you game for that, uh, coming back in a couple months to, to redo it? Oh, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So like I mentioned, I wanted to get Dean's thoughts on why your sheriff is so important to your freedom. Lori hopefully will remember to have us come back to that slide number 11 so we can do that. But I wanted to get to, right to the meat of things. And what should a sheriff know about the Constitution? Because whether you think your sheriff is important or not, I think actually most freedom fighters do recognize how important the sheriff is. Uh, so right now, I'm going to switch the focus to what should that sheriff know about the Constitution? And of course, we're doing this as we quiz Dean on the Constitution and general aspects of government. Of course, my whole screen went blank. Um, and thank you for this is a public service for joining us on YouTube today. He has a great question about the First um, Amendment, which I think uh, I do have covered, but bring it back up, Lori, if I um, don't have it covered as, as well as I think I do. But all right. So, Dean, who created our Constitution and our very form of government? You talking about the U.S. Constitution? Yes. Or our, our state constitution fathers. as well. Our founding fathers. And who are they acting on behalf of? We the people. Exactly. We the people. The preamble of the yeah. United States Constitution, as well as the preamble of the state constitutions start with we the people. So we the people of the United States is how 
the U.S. Constitution starts, and Michigan would be, we the people of the state of Michigan, grateful to Almighty God for the blessings of freedom and earnestly desiring to secure these blessings undiminished for ourselves and our posterity, do hereby ordain and establish this Constitution. That one sentence is the entirety of the preamble of the state of Michigan's Constitution. So it is all about we the people. And uh, also, we could take a look at that Declaration of Independence that predates uh, those state constitutions and the U.S. Constitution to understand the fact that it is we, the people, that created our Constitution and our very form of government. But, Dean, next question. Where do our rights come from? God. Absolutely. We get our rights from God, not the government. And you can uh, find that if any of you are new to this um, and new to me. I always like to give you the information so you don't just have to take my word for it, but you can find that answer yourself in the U.S. Constitution Preamble, Michigan Constitution, or Florida Constitution Preamble, Declaration of Independence, the Ninth Amendment, or Michigan Constitution, Article 1, Section 23. Um, and uh, I'll come back to that one. So what rights does government have? I want to be very clear. What rights does the government have? me yep the governments have okay clarify rights okay because i don't want to miss i don't want to miss miss answer myself the government has the right to govern us with our authority how about that well so there's um when you look at the Constitution, just to boil it down in the most simplistic terms, there's basically powers and there's rights. So my question here is focusing on rights, not powers. So wh what rights does the government have? None. Absolutely. None. Government has no rights. And for those of you watching or listening at home, please check out the Ninth and Tenth Amendments and read those words very carefully of both of those short amendments and contrast and compare to understand why I say that. Um, also, a point to let everybody at home remember, government only has the powers which we specifically delegate to it. And I have the citations there for you guys as well. So, what does Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution say? Do you happen to know, without looking at it, do you happen to know what point that talks about? Article 4, Section 4. And if you, off the top of my head, no. Okay. So, um, I don't know. I'm not seeing anybody else in the... Um, oh, Interesting. Hold on a second. Melanie on YouTube says, what a super question. Novel approach to the facts. Um, not quite sure what you were responding to there, Melanie. If you want to let us know, I'd love to um, be able to touch base or, or you know, react back and forth about that. Um, but it seemed like an interesting point you were making. Um, so Article 4, Section 4, anybody else, anybody who's watching us or listening right now, um, Mr. Henry, <clears throat> you better be listening at work right now, and you can chime in on YouTube. 
Um, but um, I don't even see Mr. Henry's uh, login saying anything so far. I mean, shoot, you could at least tell your wife she's got cute hair today or something. Gosh, I changed my earrings for crying out loud. How much more? Nobody can see you now. <laughs> What's that? Your camera's off. Oh, what the heck? I thought you realized when your screen went black. No, how long has it been like that? Whenever you said your screen went blank or something, that's oh, when it happened. Oh, for crying out loud, that sucks. Did it work when I went out and came back in last time? I can't remember. Okay, guys. What did I do? do did I hit refresh? It? What did I do? I think you did. Yep. Now I'm stuck. Now you guys are stuck with me. What are we going to do? Oh, she's coming back quick. And she's too fast. <laughs> I... I was going to start talking. <laughs> I could have said anything. <laughs> you could have, yes. <laughs> All right. So, you guys can see me now. All right. Hello, everyone. Okay, so hopefully the com computer works for us. All right. Um, I don't see anybody answering the question that I asked. What does Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution say? Unless I'm just not saying, it looks like a bunch of the questions actually disappeared. That's kind of creepy. I'm not sure what happened there. Um, <laughs> thank you. This is a public service. At least somebody's going to compliment my hair. What? What, Lori? Wait, when you refresh, they, they off they sometimes disappear. Oh, thank you. We finally have one answer. Well, Dean, if that makes you feel any better, do we still have you there, Dean? Yes. Okay. So if it makes you feel any better, we have, of all the people watching and commenting and listening today, we have one person that even tried answering uh, the question about what does article four, section four of the U S constitution say? And he was almost correct. He forgot one letter that kind of changes the whole purpose. <laughs> but, um, he was quickly trying to type it out, so he missed that one letter. Um, Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution is one of the most important parts of our Constitution. And Dean, I don't know if you were connected yet or not, but I was telling people that the things I'm asking you about today are all the most important chunks. If I had to pick and choose only parts of the Constitution to focus on, it would be these. These are the most important parts of the Constitution. Um, so Article 4, Section 4 is important because it's the part that guarantees us that Republican form of government where we elect our um, government representatives, but we the people retain ultimate control and authority. So um, that is Article 4, Section 4. So, Dean, what is the supreme law of the land? The Constitution. The Constitution. And which Constitution? The state Constitution? The U.S. Constitution? The U.S. Constitution. The U.S. Constitution. And I'll also say the state. And I'll also say the state. And you also say the state. Well, which would be... Which is higher? I mean, so there always has to be something that's the highest authority. So would it be the state or the U.S. Constitution? The U.S. Constitution. Yes. Yes, it is the U.S. Constitution. Article 6, Section 2. 
this constitution and the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof, and all treaties made or which shall be made under the authority of the United States, shall be the supreme law of the land, and the judges in every state shall be bound thereby. Anything in the constitution or laws of any state to the contrary, notwithstanding. So it's literally saying if there's a state law or even a state constitutional provision, such as all the bullshit that Michigan passed in 2022. Um, all of that is actually unconstitutional because it violates the U.S. Constitution and the U.S. Constitution is the supreme law of the land. All right. So. Oh, sorry. I see Melanie answered us. It was a novel approach to ask a candidate, what rights does our government have? That fact needs to be made known when they fill out an application. Oh, Lori moved it on me when they fill out an application, but it's rarely touched on by anyone. Yes, um, please. Uh, let me put this out there for anybody. If anybody is is interested in running for any kind of government office and you want to brush up on the Constitution, uh, I'm your gal. I'll help you with that. If you know of somebody that's running for office and you want to make sure that they are in the know about the Constitution, let me know. If you have a candidate forum coming up or you have a local or state or national level race that you are involved in, if you're involved in party politics or just have a community organization and you want the people in your state or local or national race to be quizzed on the constitution, by all means, call me up. I'm your gal. I will be there. I would love to do that, um, especially since uh, I know quite a bit of the Michigan and Florida constitutions off the top of my head that might get a little interesting. All right, so what does all this mean that we've just talked about? It means that government cannot act unless this, there is a specific power granted by the Constitution, again, powers and rights, and government is prohibited from doing anything that violates the U.S. or state constitutions. Um, and I'll just throw this out here. Government's main purpose and responsibility is to protect our God-given liberties so that when I'm exercising my rights, I'm not infringing upon your rights. So, Dean, what must every government official or employee do and where in the Constitution is it required? For clarify your question. There's one thing that whether you're a pencil pusher at a government office, you're a janitor at a local elementary school, you are a superintendent of an entire school district, you are a state rep, you're a sheriff, you're the governor. There is one thing that every single one of those government officials or employees must do. Yeah, sorry, give me a second. I, <laughs> I normally have my phone on no disturb, but because I, in, in order to get you talking here, I had to turn it off not disturb, but now my computer is ringing it. Sorry, can you hear my computer? Getting my phone call. Oh, you're muted. Oh, wait a second. Maybe that that was strange. What it I, was our line. Oh. Okay, I'm really confused now. So somebody was calling the phone number that I just shared with you earlier, and now my computer was ringing. I didn't even give me a way to answer it. Okay. Sorry about that, Dean. Sorry about that, everybody. Okay, so Dean, your answer was to take an oath. Is that correct? Follow their oath of office, correct. To follow their oath of office. Well, yeah, follow it. Uh, I was taking it a little bit 
one step back and what's in the constitution is that they they have to take the oath of office and dean do you happen to know where in the u.s or state constitutions that it is required to take that oath no i do not well um lucky for you i'm going to bestow you with all of this knowledge in the u.s constitution it's in article six I want to say it's section three, but it's it's Article six where we were talking about the supreme law of the land. Um, it's a it's in I think the following paragraph. But Article six, oh no, it did it again. I have a blank screen. Okay, whatever. You guys can't see me, but you can hear me. And Lori's talking, but right. muted. Yep. <laughs> yeah, your video went out again. Okay. But yeah, we can hear a, you. Okay. It's so stupid. I want to throw the whole freaking thing out the window. But anyway, we'll roll with it. All right. So. Michigan Constitution, Dean, Article 11, Section 1. Also, Michigan Statute 15.151. Kind of an interesting number because it just repeats itself, but 15.151 is Michigan state law. And in the Michigan Constitution, Article 11, Section 1. So anyway, that's where you can find that. I also, in the slide, have the Florida statute that talks about one of the many Florida statutes that talks about that constitutional oath being required. Um, and it is section three. Article six, section three um, talks about that constitutional oath where you have to be bound by oath or affirmation to support this constitution. So, all right. Um, true or false. Okay, Dean, this is where the fun really begins. Uh, not that you could see the screen, but these blue uh, slides that I have up are questions that have actually been the exact wording of true or false questions we have asked um, either last year in season one or this year in season two with Restore Freedom Weekly. Every Tuesday we ask a true or false question. Um, so each of these um, are true or false, just plain true or false, except for a few from last year that I give you a couple different kinds of options with true or false, but anyway. So true or false, laws are not just made by statutes or procedures found in state constitutions. Instead, all executive orders, cases or case law, and administrative rules are laws too. True or false? False. Absolutely correct. At the very bottom, you guys will see, um, and yeah, you guys, even if you have it up on your screen right now, um, I have a lot of tiny print. It's something that you'll be able to see and access a lot easier when you get the slideshow on Thursday. But at the bottom of each of these, you'll see the date and the title um, and the season number and episode number of that particular set of questions. Uh, so if you wanted to refer back to those or whatever, um, you could do that through our website or through YouTube or whatever. So anyway. All right. So the answer is false. Only the legislative branch, which is Congress, state legislators or city and county legislative bodies have the power to make laws. Um, sometimes state constitutions allow for laws to be made in other certain limited circumstances, such as referendums of the people. But um, generally speaking, it's reserved just to the legislative branch. True or false. Uh, resolutions are the same as laws. At a local level, the people can be regulated by resolutions. So true would be resolutions are the same as laws and can be used to regulate the people or false resolutions are not the same as laws 
and cannot be used to regulate the people like ordinances can. That is correct. False. Resolutions are not the same as laws and cannot be used to regulate the people like ordinances can. Resolutions at the federal, state, and local levels can handle operations of a legislative body, express opinions of the body on public policy issues, advance a constitutional amendment to put it on a state ballot, like in Florida, that's how um, the legislature puts uh, constitutional state constitutional amendments on the ballot for the people to vote on, or be used for redistricting or apportionment. But the resolutions are not laws, even at the local level, and they can't be used to regulate the people. Interestingly enough, Dean, did you know that my Allegan County Election Day case was... Um, uh, it happened uh, regarding a resolution that Layton Township had a resolution and that's what they were supposedly using as the authority to say I couldn't be on the public property. No, I did not know that. So that's in your very own county. It's uh, quite an interesting thing. Um, I'm going to do this one more time, Lori. Don't worry, but I'm going to refresh just to see if I come back. So quick, before she comes back, what can we talk about? <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. She came back too quick. Uh, what, what do you mean I came back too quick? <laughs> How dare you? Okay. So. Let's try again. At least you're able to come back with a refreshing. Yes. That has been working so far. Okay. All right. Susan says on Facebook, the government is to seek our permission to act. Absolutely. All right. So um, true or false, Dean, this one's a little complicated. So without seeing it on paper, it might be hard. But uh, Lori kept trying to smack me up back then saying, stop making the true or false questions. You know, the options to answer are so complicated. But at any rate, um, there are two types of due process guaranteed by the Constitution. Um, I'm going to simplify it for you, okay, since you can't see what all the options are. Yes, there are two types of due process guaranteed by the Constitution, substantive and procedural, or false. There is only one type of due process guaranteed by the Constitution. Yes, it is true. There are two types of due process guaranteed by the Constitution, substantive due process and procedural due process. And uh, that's something we've talked about in full episodes before. So if you have any questions about that to anybody who's listening to us today, go ahead and go to our website, restorefreedomkh.com and type in substantive or procedural, and you'll be able to find all the um, prior episodes and uh, Constitution segment recaps where we've been talking about those very concepts. All right, so Dean, this is also something stemming out of my Allegan County Election Day 2020 violent arrest case. So um, something that can happen in a very tiny township right there in Allegan County. But um, true or false, the right to ballot access 
is strongly protected by the Constitution and involves your right to free speech, peaceful assembly, the government for equal protection, due process, and more. So true, the right to ballot access is strongly protected by the Constitution and involves many other rights or false. There is no special right to ballot access and the states control elections as necessary. It is true. Good story. Can you hear it too? The yeah, they they keep calling. I'm texting them now. Um, oh, it's I fixed it. It was on my end. I didn't know I had it open because <laughs> that's normally something you handle. So, voila, fixed it. All right. So, true, the right to ballot access is strongly protected by the constitution and and this is talking about guys getting you know going to the polls and getting signatures on election day from registered voters or you know the right to um get yourself onto the ballot as a candidate or get your particular issue onto the ballot um but the right to ballot access is strongly protected by the constitution and it involves your rights to free speech peaceful assembly petitioning the government equal protection, due process, and much more. So the answer is true. Ballot access is protected. All right. True or false. While we might not always agree with administrative agencies like the CDC, EPA, HHS, etc., they have an important job to do. So that would be true or false administrative agencies are entirely unconstitutional and serve no legitimate constitutional purpose whatsoever no they don't false i'll say false that is correct administrative agencies that's right you guys you heard me correct on this the CDC, the EPA, Department of Health and Human Services, Department of Homeland Security, the IRS the, whatever, all of them, every alphabet soup, every alphabet soup entity in the whole country at any level, an administrative agency is entirely unconstitutional. Why? Because this is a Republican form of government where we are guaranteed to be able to elect our representatives who will then do the functions of government for us. Administrative agencies are run by people who are appointed. They're hired and fired. They have tenure and pensions. This is not people who are directly elected by we the people. So administrative agencies, all of them are unconstitutional and serve no legitimate constitutional purpose whatsoever. All right, so, um, <clears throat> Municipal, meaning city, township, village, whatever, municipal government bodies are bound to follow the constitutions, the U.S. and state constitutions, and cannot enforce regulations that violate the God-given rights of the people. So it's either true, local government must follow the U.S. and state constitutions, or false, local governments have inherent authority and are not bound by the constitutions. No, it's true. 
true. Local governments, a lot of people talk about that local government is the answer to it all and local government has this whole inherent sovereignty and it doesn't exist. It's we the people that have the sovereignty, not local governments. All right, true or false? And this is just a plain true or false, I think, from here on out, maybe, hopefully. Uh, just like the U.S. and state constitutions, counties also have governing charters voted into place by the people. County governments must follow these charters and the U.S. and state constitutions. True or false? True. Yes, that is correct. Just like the U.S. and state constitutions, counties also have governing charters voted into place by the people. County governments must follow these charters and the U.S. and state constitutions. When a law enforcement officer or election official tells you to leave a polling place and you don't, you can be arrested for trespassing. So is the answer true? Law enforcement officers and election officials can decide who is at a polling place or false. Neither have the authority to arrest you for criminal trespassing at the polls. True or false? That is correct. False. false. Neither have the authority to arrest you for criminal trespassing at the polls. And it looks like most, um, sorry, give me a second here. There's lots of comments coming in and out on the various um, social media platforms. So I'm just checking, checking it out. Um, looks like quite a few of our audience is getting uh, all these questions right. So keep the answers coming. All right, true or false, we must follow an unconstitutional court order until a higher court overturns it. Now I will tell you, um, for those of you watching today uh, or listening, if you're from Michigan, and certainly Dean, I'm assuming you'll know who this is, you probably have heard the name Matt DiPerno. Yep. Matt DiPerno is someone who ran most recently for Michigan Republican Party chair and lost to Christina Caramo, thank God. Um, but he, before that, ran for Michigan Attorney General, and he won the primary as Michigan Attorney General Republican candidate. So I will tell you the one reason that I could not support Matt was in my very first, very long conversation with him on the phone. He was dealing with the... Um, I mean, I give him credit for, for where credit's due. He was the first attorney that I'm aware of in the entire country to really be digging into all of the um, Election Day 2020 shenanigans uh, and uh, whatever, all the, the stuff. I'm trying not to say any trigger words that are going to get us pulled from, from YouTube. But anyway, so he was doing working on those kinds of cases and um, and having the audits done of the elections and that kind of thing. And so there was a point in time where he, I was helping to help him strategize. And he said, well, the judge is ordering this, you know, once he has ordered me to, to turn over this audit information to, uh, to the state, who's not even an actual party to the case, but said at the same time, I cannot turn it over to the public. So it's a gag order. 
I cannot turn it over to the public. And I said, that's an unconstitutional gag order. And Matt's response to me was, well, we have to follow all unconstitutional court orders until a higher court tells us we don't have to. This is the man who just ran as Republican candidate for Michigan Attorney General. And that answer is false. The Constitution is the supreme law of the land. Any federal or state law, state constitution, court order, any kind of other government act whatsoever that is repugnant to the Constitution is void. Judges and all government officials are bound to follow the Constitution, not unconstitutional court orders. All right. Election workers can do whatever they think is necessary to keep elections running securely, true or false. Whatever they deem necessary. Mm -hmm. Election workers can do whatever they think is necessary to keep elections running securely, true or false. I'll say false. That is absolutely correct. The Secretary of State, as it's called in Michigan, and election workers must do their best to secure our elections within the specific authority granted to them by the law. And the law does not allow them to control who is at a polling precinct. The public has the right to be there. Okay, so true or false, only election, excuse me, only official election challengers and poll watchers can file challenges or complaints about suspicious election activities. So this is saying if you're just an average voter, and Dean already answered false, but for those of you at, at home following along, if you're just the average voter and you go and you're, you know, at the TCF Center, uh, November 3rd and 4th, 2020, and you see some crazy stuff and you think, oh my gosh, I just witnessed a crime taking place. Um, something is not right about this. Something looks very suspicious about this. Do you have the right to report suspicious election activities or is it only election challengers or poll watchers that can file the challenges or complaints? And Dean, you say false. Anybody can. That's yes. your... Okay. Yes. The answer is false. Every voter in every state has the responsibility to keep a watchful eye and say something if they see something. The procedures vary by state, but if all else fails, report concerns of suspicious election activity to your sheriff. Obviously, something I thought would be relevant to ask you about today. Uh, especially since neighboring county to Allegan is Barry County, Michigan, and Barry County Sheriff Darleaf, who's a friend of mine, has been very involved in trying to uh, get the complaints of suspicious election activity uh, brought into the justice system and have those investigations actually started. So, yes. All right. So, true or false, in general, government meetings must be held in a manner open to the public. Yes. True. Our special guest today, uh, Sheriff Candidate Dean, is saying this answer is true. We got at least um, somebody on social media answering true, that in general, government meetings must be held in a manner open to the public. Um, 
it is a bummer that I think this is a public service has uh, maybe had to log off or something for the moment because I was really hoping to see his response as one uh, A auditor. Um, but uh, anyway, um, and uh, Blue Steel, I'm assuming in re in con conjunction with this question, it says, "Don't be a whistleblower. Be a drum beater." Oh, this is a public service. You're here. Okay. Well, dude, this is of all questions. This is the one I thought you would answer. In general, true or false, in general, government meetings must be held in a manner open to the general public. The answer is true. Not only are we guaranteed a Republican form of government by the U.S. Constitution, where we retain final authority, but across the U.S., state and federal laws specifically require government meetings to be open to the public. There's laws like the Open Meetings Act, uh, Freedom of Information Act, Sunshine Laws, as they're called in Florida, etc. So um, the answer was true, and Dean got that correct. All right, moving on. When there's an unknown threat, the government must be given additional powers to address the emergency. So when there's an unknown threat, the government must be given additional powers to address the emergency. True or false? False. We have a couple people that said true. I'm hoping they were answering the last question. Um, but we have two people saying false. False. And normally I don't quote a lot of cases because cases are not law. Cases are precedent and guidance. But this one, the wording... Uh, explain things really wonderfully, in my opinion. Uh, the answer is false because emergency does not create power. And this is a case that I'm quoting from 1934 from the United States Supreme Court. Emergency does not increase granted power or remove or diminish the restrictions placed upon the power granted or reserved. The Constitution was adopted in a period of grave emergency. It grants of power to the federal its grants of federal of power to the federal government and its limitations of the power of the states were determined in light of the emergency and they are not altered by emergency emergency does not give the government more power okay we've got a comment i think from the previous one just because the meeting is open, it does not mean that the public is allowed to interact. That is a comment from John James on YouTube. And the thing is that the Constitution guaranteeing us that Republican form of government, as well as the Ninth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, our unenumerated rights, as well as the right to petition your government, which is one of the First Amendment protections, all of those things rolled in together says, hell yeah, we got a right to interact with our government officials. Now, they blur the lines. It's, it's a line about how can they regulate participation. So the comment today um, on a YouTube from a YouTube viewer is getting to the fact that government agencies will sometimes just say nope you can't interact you can't say anything you can't you know whatever you have no right to speak you can basically watch and that's it well that's not okay that's like when uh government officials or government bodies at least in michigan were going to youtube in um 2020 to broadcast their government meetings or their court hearings and they said oh this is public access no, you got to be able to see the people 
the whites of their eyes to the whites of your eyes. You got to be able to look them in the eye when you're making those decisions as a government official. And you have to be able to hear from the people. Now, obviously, court proceedings are a little bit different than general government meetings, but there has to be some sort of, of realistic government um, built in uh, right for the people to speak on the issues being addressed by that government body. So um, it, it's not constitutional for the government to just say, oh, no, the public can't comment or talk. All right, true or false, next question. You may be excluded from property open to the public through the use of trespass laws. In other words, it's possible to commit the crime of trespassing on property that's open to the general public. Is it true or false? That's false. That is definitely false. You may not be lawfully excluded from property open to the general public through the use of trespass laws. And again, here I was quoting cases from the U.S. Supreme Court from 1968 and 1981 that the First Amendment does not guarantee access to prop property simply because it's owned or controlled by the government. I mean, think about it. Prisons, airports, uh, municipal hospitals you know, police stations that, that, you know, there's, there's parts that it just doesn't make sense for people to be able to go into every single nook and cranny and office of a particular government building. However, it does protect the first amendment does protect the right of access to places that are traditionally open to the public. So you cannot be denied access to the, um, to public property that's open to the public, unless you are number one, obstructing normal operations, like at the polls. If you're stopping other voters from going in and voting, you're creating barricades or threatening them in some way. Well, yeah, you can't do that. Um, or if you're interfering with others' rights to normal use of the property. So if you're doing something, if you're at a public library and you're somehow interfering with other people being able to go and check out books and use resources, etc., then yeah, you, you can uh, be trespassed. Um, actually, you can't be trespassed, but you can be removed from the property. Um, so if you do that, you can be charged with something like disturbing the peace, but you can't be excluded from property open to the general public through the use of trespassing laws. Criminal trespassing is way overused in Michigan, Florida, and every other state. Um, and it's already something that's a, a settled point, even by the United States Supreme Court. Okay, so... This is hopefully going to be the question um, that uh, that my friend Foshan or um, this is a public service was asking. He wanted me to ask you. Um, I asked it a little bit more openly, but let's see. This this way is a little harder to handle, I think. But what does the First Amendment do? Yeah, that's a very open-ended question. Okay, well, let me I'll ask let me ask the way that he would ask then. What are the five protections or parts to the First Amendment? Uh, freedom of religion, of course. Um, freedom of the press. To peacefully assemble. Uh, and to petition your government, your government for redress, you know, for redress agreements. 
So I think you got four of them. Um, I think if you were like writing this down or seeing it, I think you would recognize which one. I think it's probably the most obvious one and that's why you've overlooked it. But when you talk about somebody's first amendment rights, what is, if one word came to your mind, what would it be? Freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. See, I knew it. <laughs> so um, when you think about the five main rights that are protected by the First Amendment, that's how you could say what the First Amendment does. But um, I worded it a little bit differently because I think it prevents, uh, we can't ignore the first part of it, that it prevents a religion from being established. It does not mean that we're denying that God exists. It does not say the, the word separation of church and state. But nonetheless, those words are in there that the government is prevented from establishing a religion, from prohibiting the free exercise of religion, abridging the freedom of speech, abridging the freedom of press, the right of the people to peaceably assemble, and the right of the people to petition their government for a redress of grievances. So what is the Second Amendment? Uh, rights to bear arms. And a well-regulated militia. So a well-regulated militia, shout out to my friend Phil, if you're still on with us, being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Be infringed. So what protection and what requirement are found in the Fourth Amendment? What protection, there's a protection in the Fourth Amendment and yes. there's a requirement found in the Fourth Amendment. So what is the protection in the Fourth Amendment and what is the requirement found in the Fourth Amendment? It's uh, against illegal search and seizure. Right, that's the first half. That were protected against search and seizure, illegal search and seizure. Okay. Yes. yes. And um, the search and seizure has to be um, described what you're, where you're going to search, what you're going to search for, or the seizures of. Um, even documents, they have to be specifically described. All right. So um, I've been watching, I've been watching the answers that people were typing and we have some that are pretty close to answering that first part of it. Nobody hit the nail right on the head, but nobody else came close to even starting to answer the requirement that's found in the Fourth Amendment, except for you, Dean. So for those of you who've been giving him crap about, you know, some of his answers and, you know, running your mouths, guess what? None of you got this answer correct. So if you think you know the Fourth Amendment, you don't. All right. So stop giving him crap and read the Constitution yourself. All right. So the Fourth Amendment is that of the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. That word is super important, people. Unreasonable searches and seizures. <clears throat> so your right to be secure against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. 
And the second part in blue, if you can see my screen, no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be seized and the person or things or the place to be searched and the place persons or things to be seized. So Dean was the only one to touch on that second part in blue there that um, no warrant can be issued except if you have you have to have probable cause and a warrant. Uh, the statement of probable cause has to be supported under oath, a statement under oath by a law enforcement official. And it has to particularly describe exactly what it is that they're trying to seize or search. So those are very important aspects of the Fourth Amendment. I am not sure what there was some sort of discussion that I did not catch <laughs> in, in the comments there. So anyway, um, all right. So, Dean, what protections are found in the Fifth Amendment? And for those of you watching uh, or even listening, YouTube or Facebook or whatever, go ahead and chime in and type these out because he can't see the screen. He's on his phone, literally on his phone, um, on a normal phone call with me um, and can't see any screens. So that's why he can't even see the questions as they're being posed. So if you guys are typing in the answers, he's not going to see them. So go ahead and answer. I'd love to see how so many of you constitutional advocates and freedom fighters would be able to answer these questions. And you guys have the ability to be at home waiting for him. You can see the questions before I even say them out loud to him. So let's see these answers. What protections are found in the Fifth Amendment? That no person shall be held to answer to... Um, any type of capital or any other crime um unless it was unless they are answering to an actual indictment from uh per se a grand jury um in situations like that right off the top of my head yes that's what i'll say okay so the fifth amendment that first part that there you there's no trial for capital offenses, capital meaning um, you can be put to death. There's no trial for capital offenses without a grand jury indictment. So you can't even have trial. This isn't even talking about the sentencing, it's just talking about having the trial. You have to start a capital offense trial first by having a grand jury indictment. Uh, the second part of the protections of the Fifth Amendment, no double jeopardy or to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb for the same offense. You have the right against self-incrimination. That's a huge one. That's something we see in TV all the time. Oh, I plead the fifth. And that's something that if you don't remember any of your other rights, when you're in a situation and law enforcement is, uh, you feel uh, violating your rights or doing things that you know they don't have the right to do, just say, I plead the fifth. <laughs> so, um, Anyway, the uh, the next one is a big one, that there is no deprivation of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And this is something that I've been hammering on in my own uh, Ormond Beach uh, municipal ordinance case that the appeal is is going you know through right now, that private property may only be taken for a public use and with just compensation. 
So your private property is yours and the government can't just take it. They have to follow specific procedures. Um, all right. So um, I have the full wording of the Fifth Amendment in the slideshow for people. But what are the protections found in the Sixth Amendment, Dean? That is um, the rights to uh, a speedy trial. And you have the right to confront the witnesses, the people who are accusing you, you have the right to confront them. So speedy trial, confronting your witnesses against you. Are there any other ones? I don't want to cut you off. Uh, right off the top of my head, though. Okay. There, there may be, like I said, right off the top of my head. So I'm going to say, Dean, the reason why this would be so important, especially for a sheriff, is because you are the chief law enforcement officer of a county as the sheriff, and you set the tone for the investigations and the arrests that are made within your county. So you set the tone for criminal uh, proceedings in your county, and the Sixth Amendment is entirely all about criminal cases. It's the only one that's all about criminal cases. So you're guaranteed that speedy and public trial. You're guaranteed an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed. You're guaranteed to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, something which is often being denied to many people, including this is a public service. And, um, oh no, oh no, I think, oh, it's Tuesday. Oh no, I think he had a hearing today. Um, anyway, hopefully he was at least inv informed of the nature and accusation, uh, na nature and uh, cause of the accusation against him today because I totally wanted to go to his hearing and a man. Anyway, uh, to be confronted with the witnesses against you, which is another one that Dean uh, stated, have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in your favor. In other words, you have the right to have the court issue or your attorney, if you have one, issue subpoenas that order witnesses to come and testify um, on your behalf. Even if you think they otherwise don't, you know, they don't want to be there, they don't like you, whatever. If they have something to offer that goes to the proof of how you did not commit a certain offense, it's an alibi or it goes to motive or whatever the case is, um, you have the right to force them to be there and testify in your, uh, on your behalf. Uh, and you have the right to assistance of counsel. That does not mean you have to have an attorney speak on your behalf, but you have the right to the assistance of counsel. All right. So um, the full text of the Sixth Amendment is in the slideshow for you guys to review. Um, now, Dean, what are the three topics covered in the Eighth Amendment? Three topics. Um, and all of you out there commenting, especially on YouTube. Come on, guys. The hard ones. None of you guys are even trying to touch here. What are the three topics covered in the Eighth Amendment? It's your protection against cruel and unusual punishment. Um, is it, uh, excessive bails and excessive fines? Oh, 
He beat every single one of you watching online. He said all three keywords. So the three topics, because remember, it's a short, it's a very short, might be the shortest um, amendment in the whole Bill of Rights. Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. So bail, fines, and punishments. And Dean here got all three. So uh, good job on that. And just for those of you who are in Michigan, <clears throat> look at Michigan Constitution Article 1, Section 16, also saying that cruel or unusual punishments shall not be inflicted. So, um, all right. Well, you guys are doing a good job to those of you who are, um, you know, commenting on social media as we go along live here today. Um, it just, I, I, I'm going to start dishing it out where some of you were given Dean crap about getting some of the wrong answers or forgetting parts. Um, I'm going to start dishing it back out because then you guys should be the ones right there knowing all the answers to all these questions yourselves. So it just goes to show that we all need to learn more about the Constitution, every single one of us. And hey, he's already said, I don't know it all yet, but I'm willing to learn and I want to learn more about the Constitution every day. So, um, all right, Dean, this uh, might seem like a trick question, maybe. But what rights are protected by the Ninth Amendment? And as you're thinking about that, hello to um, my Finnish friend on Facebook who's commenting, saying, so far, Allegan has violated every single amendment that has been discussed. And the funny thing you bring that up uh, is, yes. And that's why uh, so many of those true or false questions were written in the first place is because of the Allegan County case and everything that I went through just in my own personal experience. I've seen it myself and they violated many more rights. But uh, anyway, had to had to cut the show off at some point where we're still not done yet. So, Dean, um, what rights are protected by the Ninth Amendment? And to those of you watching and listening as well on Facebook, YouTube or what have you, uh, I'm not seeing the answer come from anybody yet. I'm surprised by this. The Liberty Cause. What's going on, man? Okay. I was looking for a specific word, but I guess uh, Lori points out that somebody did um, answer the question. But just not looking for the exact wording. All right. Do you have anything for me? Certain rights cannot be um, denied or disparaged that are retained by the people. Yes, and we'll combine your answer with the liberty causes. Um, he finally gave me the one word I was looking for, which is unenumerated. So uh, Liberty Cause, if you did say that word somewhere else, I, I didn't I didn't see it. But uh, um, so what rights are protected by the Ninth, Ninth Amendment are unenumerated rights. Now, that word itself isn't in the Constitution because it's written in the reverse. In fact, Dean was getting to um, 
the, the language that actually is in the Constitution, which is um, in the Ninth Amendment, it says, and I'm going to sneeze, guys. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Try not to sneeze. The enumeration. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. And that is almost word for word. Well, it is word for word, just not comma for comma. Uh, what it says in the Michigan Constitution, Article 1, Section 23. And I believe it is also the Florida State Constitution, Article 1, Section 23 as well. But uh, they both have it. Um, almost every other state has it. So if you're in another state, please, by all means, check it out. Okay. So, <sighs> Dean. The first 10 amendments are known as what? The original constitution. Well, the first, the Bill, of rights. the Bill of Rights. So what rights are protected by the 10th amendment? Oh, thank you to Clay and uh, the Liberty Cause. I appreciate the... Uh, Blessings after my sneeze there. And Clay, man, it's been a few years since I've seen you. I hope you're doing well. Okay, you ready? Yep. Okay. It's the powers that are not delegated by the United States um, Constitution. Um now I'm going to pause you because it's kind of it's kind yes. of a trick question here. What so the Bill of Rights is the first ten amendments, which I frankly don't understand why it's written that way. But um, the it's called the Bill of Rights. So my question was, what rights are protected by the Tenth Amendment? It's a trick question. So. Guys, I cut Dean off. He was actually getting into the nitty gritty of, of some of the aspects and the wording of the 10th Amendment. But this is one of those critical thinking exercises that sometimes requires us to take a step back rather than to look too far into the detail. And for those of you who can see my screen, you can now see the answer. But for those of you who cannot, I'm going to describe that I have a big old thing at the top that says none. The 10th Amendment doesn't protect any rights. The 10th Amendment says that all powers that are not delegated, powers that are not delegated to the federal or state governments are reserved to the people. Powers. It's interesting that we, we, we talk about it as part of the Bill of Rights because it's a power we're talking about, or all, all of the powers. Anyway, um, states' rights. Oh, Clay. Oh, you're killing me, Clay. All right, freedom fighter Clay. Um, I am, uh, I'm going to pick on you here. But Clay answered it in the way that the vast majority of Americans, freedom fighters, patriots, uh, regular politicians, bureaucrats, government officials, media has talked about it and, and mentioned it for years. Everybody has heard the term states' rights. The problem is states don't have rights. 
states have certain powers granted to them and not specifically prohibited to them by the U.S. Constitution and specifically granted to them in the state constitution, that's what they have is powers that have been specifically delegated and not prohibited to them. States don't have rights, though. So the more that people talk about states' rights, the more they're diverging and they're just saying, oh, well, we don't want to give all the rights and all the we don't want to give all the authority and the power and all the control. You know, the federal government is exercising it now. Oh, no, no, no. We'd be so much better off if we just gave all of the power and authority and control over to somebody else. Let's give it to state government. Let's give it to local government. Heck no, guys. Come on. It's we the people. We should be the ones in control. All right. There's my picking on you, Clay. Um, <laughs> he says he was thinking and driving. Um, <laughs> all right. I'll give you. I'll give you a break for that. Um, all right. So. I'm, I'm assuming that's probably the same Clay that I know. Most likely, Clay Coey. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I skipped the um, 11th, 12th, and 13th amendments for purposes of today because in my view, we talked about Article 6 of the Constitution being one of the most important. We talked about Article 4, Section 4 of the, of the Constitution being the most important. We talked about um, the First Amendment, Second Amendment, Fourth, Fifth, Sixth, Eighth, Ninth, Tenth, and finally, the 14th Amendment, I would say, rounds off this discussion of the most important aspects of the U.S. Constitution. Um, <laughs> all right. Clay says being picked on by me is a badge of honor. So, okay. So, with that being said, Dean, what are the three main protections within the 14th Amendment. There's actually a lot packed into the 14th Amendment, but what are the three main protections of the 14th Amendment? Your citizens' rights. Um, the first one actually talks about uh, citizenship. Well, nobody else has answered me yet on this question yet either, so don't worry about it. And then the other ones uh, are talking about um, your representatives and senators and how they are apportioned by um, the amount of people. Oh, Liberty Cause, get off your high horse. It is what it is, and it's very important. There's aspects of the 14th Amendment that you can't do without in the freedom fight. So don't go all conspiracy theory on me, Liberty Cause. Lori, can you, um, can you jump in? And so Clay is talking about women's suffrage. Um, Thank you for the attempt, uh, well, driving and answering on that, but that is not correct. Lori, 
what are just unmute give me off the top of your head lori because lori has not seen my slideshow she doesn't have the authority to click the buttons to to cheat and, and go see the answers um she doesn't get the to see it until after lori what well i'm gonna unmute you um see even your kitty wants to answer this question <laughs> What are even just some terms that come to your mind that either if you can know off the top of your head, what are the three main protections or what are just three of the main concepts we're talking about? Some of our rights that are protected in the 14th Amendment. Can can any of you think about them? The the main one that sticks in my brain, so, so it tells me right there, I should probably study it more, but it has to do with the naturalization, doesn't it? Um, or am I mixing it? See? I, I would... I, I wouldn't, that wasn't one of them that was coming up for me, but I do see we finally got somebody that that typed one of them, um, well, one of the key pieces. Well, that has the naturalization and, and talks about life, liberty, and property too, doesn't that one? Sorry, I'm not looking at comments. I'm trying to pull it out of my head. Yeah, but so I you're was saying, caught off guard. <laughs> you're saying it's another um, protection for um, due process before your life, liberty, or property are yes, taken. yes. Okay. Um. Somebody. Yep. Okay. So we have. Okay. So Clay says, "Man, I am <laughs> O for two. Now, now you know. Now, hold on, it jumped at me. Now you know why you are the legal mind. Dean is the constitutional master, and I am the radio host. Um, okay, let's see if Miss Lori stays the teacher pet. <laughs> All right, well she's doing good. She's doing good. Um, okay. All right, guys. Hey. I at least had to stretch all of your brains. So the question being, what are the three main protections within the 14th Amendment? So I have the whole the whole portion here, but um, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of the United of citizens of the United States. So it's what made uh, the Bill of Rights applicable to the states. So the states can't violate your your Second Amendment protected rights, your First Amendment protected rights, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, until that, you could argue, well, only the federal government is prohibited from, um, you know, infringing upon your Second Amendment uh, right to bear arms, for example. Anyway, uh, no state shall deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Just like the Fifth Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment is that very important due process when in fact that's written in purple lori's favorite color and she must have known it because that was one of the things she quoted almost verbatim there and uh this is the third one is one that people did come up with then as well um nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws and equal protection is very important. And I would say this thing, and, and again, it's one of those things you read it and read it and read it and argue it and use it in cases and briefs and argue it in, in oral argument and whatever, all these other aspects, right? And equal protection is something that it, it wasn't until a little bit more recently that I was able to really see, oh, so there's the equal part. Equal is what we have focused on for so long 
Um, for those of you who know about my city of Ormond Beach case, I literally have, I don't even remember how many it is. There's like 850 or something like that um, examples of the same exact supposed violations of the city code, uh, city ordinances that they're coming after me for. That if you walk within a quarter mile of my house, just walking, you can see with the naked eye all of those well over 800 violations of the same exact kind. That's obvious that it's not equally enforced, right? But what about, that's focusing on the word equal. Too often, I think we overlook the word equal and realize that it's talking about protection of the laws. We are guaranteed protection of the laws. And that goes to that slide I kind of just briefly read earlier, talking about the fact that the government's purpose is to protect our rights so that when I'm out there exercising my God-given liberties, I'm not interfering with Lori's ability to exercise her God-given liberties. So the laws are meant to be created. Government's purpose, it's instituted to make sure that we are each able to continue exercising our God-given rights. That's what the laws are supposed to be there to do. Like, you shouldn't kill anyone. If you kill somebody, it's a crime, you go to prison. There's, you know, laws against arson and rape and murder. Those should be laws. Should there be a law against how long your grass gets before the city finds you? Or, you know, forcing you to shovel sidewalks uh, adjacent to your house, even if you don't technically own that property? Or, you know, should there be a law that says you have to have a driver's license and a hunting license? I mean, I'm more upset about the hunting licenses or better yet, a CPL, you know, your concealed carry, uh, your pistol license. Should you have to have a license to be able to defend yourself in the way that was foreseen from the beginning of our, you know, the Bill of Rights even being implemented. I mean, these are just common sense types of things that the laws are supposed to be there to protect us. That's the whole purpose of the laws. So you have the equal part and the protecting part and they have to protect us equally. All right, that might've just been a bit too much, but um, I also left in there Michigan Constitution, Article 1, Section 17, that is the state version of uh, the Michigan State Constitution version of um, due process of law being guaranteed to people. So, uh, Dean, I've asked you a lot of questions, and I'm going to come back to this one because this was our very first question we asked you today. True or false, our U.S. Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, guarantees us a democratic form of government. Exactly. It is false because Article 4, Section 4 of our U.S. Constitution guarantees us that Republican form of government where we the people retain ultimate control and authority and simply elect representatives to run the daily functions of government. Please check out that poll in our community page on YouTube uh, and answer that question if you haven't already. You have until 10 o'clock tonight. Um, before I forget, make sure to check out that Way to Get Involved challenge we have for tomorrow on Wednesday. Of course, come back for Thursday's Constitution segment recap. That's going to be a fun one where I try to fit all of this into 10 minutes or less. 
Dang, I'm going to be speed talking like I've never been doing yeah. that before. <laughs> and uh, Friday, we have freedom fighting tools available for you, specifically geared towards sheriffs um, and ones that will hopefully help you uh, to follow through on that Wednesday way to get involved challenge. If you haven't been able to complete it by Friday, then Friday's tools will help you with that as well. Um, all right. So, um, Shuttlesworth in Birmingham deals with the lack of need for licenses. Um, it depends on which of those cases you mean, because there were two Shuttlesworth v. Birmingham cases in the United States Supreme Court. And it was not so much dealing with the lack for licenses, but um, with a few other aspects. But i uh, love to have a full discussion on the case cases, both of them. Um, but... Um, Melanie says, I'm disgusted when I see my city violating its own ordinances. Now, mind you, I'm just going to throw that on the screen. Mind you, Melanie, when my when I mentioned the eight, I think it was 810 other violations uh, that are the same kinds as what the city is coming after me for, um, that are just within a quarter mile walking distance of my house. Quarter mile. That's it. I mean, I've got ocean and river on either side this way, so it's just you know, cutting it off at two roads, one to the north and one to the south. But anyway, um, 810. Now, this includes um, county council and city commissioner members, um, their homes. Uh, it includes properties owned by the city. It includes um, state law enforcement officers. It includes the city um, employees, uh, Ormond Beach police and Volusia County sheriffs, deputies that live in my neighborhood and have <laughs> violations of this kind. But what it also includes, I did make sure to reach out and include um, violations of my own city uh, at a city park just up the road and the city attorney's own office. And in fact, made official complaints after, you know, seven months or whatever it was of them ignoring the fact that these were issues and they were violating the code themselves. Um, and this is a public service went to do a follow up on my complaints, at least on one of them. And the city neighborhood improvement division manager was on film saying, oh, yeah, nope, at least that one that you're asking about that was totally taken care of. Yep, yep, I was told it was taken care of. It's all gone. And nope, it was not. So two days later, when it was done raining and everything, I finally got out there and took video to show the violations still existing. So uh, if you guys are interested to see the comedy of that and how the interplay is in a real legal brief, check out um, restorefreedomkh.com slash OB case. And you'll be able to scroll down to the filings, court filings from June and July. So far, it's just been June, obviously. Um, and it should just be one thing and it should be my appellate brief from the Ormond Beach case. And uh, I, it's somewhere about halfway in the middle. You'll see me talking about it. You'll see the picture of one of those violations and you'll be able to click the link right to go to YouTube to see the video that this is a public service put together. Um, so showing all of this and how you put all these things together. So um, let's see. Uh, enemy to the front, ocean to her rear, but her heart has no fear. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so, and I have seen zero comments from Mr. Henry. So for those of you who have my husband's cell phone number, please, when I log off here, 
please blow his phone up. Call him, text him. Um, don't do Facebook. He doesn't really get those. But call him and text him and give him crap for not participating today um, because that's just sucky, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and make sure that he's actually figured out what he's going to get his wife for her 40th birthday. Cause if he doesn't get me a present for my birthday after we missed out on Valentine's and you know, whatever, uh, anniversary and Christmas and yeah. Um, I don't want to have to miss out on a present for my 40th birthday. So, um, yeah, put in a good word for me with Mike about that, but all right, Dean, the torture is over. What did you think? Um, did you learn anything new about the constitution? Yes. Man, I tortured him so much. He only has a one word answer for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also at work. So, you know, I got a couple two or three or four things going on in my head. So, um, yeah, I did. I, I learned, I learned some stuff. Um, I did learn. I still need, uh, I still have a lot of learning to do. Um, I will say this, the m- most important thing that I did learn is that me, when I read the constitution, I read the constitution. I don't look at it from a farther point of view, if that makes any sense. Um, I read it as it is. I don't, you have a very good way of, I don't want to say rewording it, but putting it into kind of practicality uh, sense, if that makes any sense. So, I learned, I have to, I have to learn how to do that. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. How to apply it to your own life to make it even more, um, what? Sorry, I'm seeing a comment. I don't quite understand on here, but, um, I'll, uh, I'll, refocus my brain. But um, yes, it's important to be able to make the Constitution um, understandable and to apply it in our everyday lives, to have it at the forefront of our minds so that when we're in the midst of a situation, we can go, oh, yeah, this would be, yep, this is this is what's required by the Constitution, or this is, you know, or it's not, you know, the government doesn't have the right to do this, or aren't I protected in some way from this happening? It's, it's important, especially then if you're going to be on that government side of things, to be the first line of defense between the people and the rest of the government. That's the sheriff's main job, is to be that first line of defense. You need to know the Constitution. You need to know, in my opinion, you need to know more than any others, the aspects that we talked about today. So um, definitely you'll be able to see our our slideshow and uh, hopefully only 10 minute video on on uh, Thursday for the Constitution segment recap, where we'll go through some of those things and um, and be able to make those ingrained into you to make you the best constitutional candidate ever. Hey, before you go on, uh, we do have a rumble question. Sorry, you were both talking at the same time. Dean, what did you say? <laughs> I said, I, I just said, I'm trying, you know, um, I've got a lot of learning ahead of me and that's okay. Uh, I've got a brain that likes to learn. So, um, 
And you and Lori said be, I, say it again. Oh, Lori was just telling us we have a question on Rumble. Is that for Dean? It's a general question, so go ahead and finish, Dean. Uh, they were just asking if sheriffs are paid by state department. So I would think that are they paid by the state department versus the county? That no, who writes the county. paycheck? It's the county. Just wanted to get their question answered because you can't see it. Yeah over here yep um and that was we had a good number of viewers on rumbo as well today just quiet over there i don't know if blue steel if you're still on um there's a comment of yours that i didn't see at the time and just happened to um come in here and, and see it later i don't know if there's a different context but i'm assuming it was about me um and uh, I can't figure out where the speaker is coming from on my phone. Um, anyway, um, talked about James Madison audits and something with my yard. Just to be clear, guys, my yard's not done, but it does look a hell of a lot better than it did when he was here um, because we finally have a solution to the, the weeds since we can't grow grass and all that other fun stuff. It looks way better, but it's still not done. So. No hating on me for that. I never claimed to be uh, yard of the month here or anything like that. So I'm not sure what that comment was all about. But uh, anyway, um, so Dean, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, didn't realize that you were in the midst of doing other things and at work uh, this whole time. So um, this long in, I will, uh, I'll let you go. But um, thank you for joining us. And we'll have you on soon. Thank you for having me. I will be more than happy to be on again. Awesome. We, I, won't, I won't get any. I won't get any wrong next time. All right. Well, you study and then touch base in a, in a month or so. Okay. Yeah, I almost brought my laptop today just for this, and then I was like, Nah, man, I want to ride the bike, so I rode the bike today instead, and I didn't bring my laptop. So that's why I was having such a hard time connecting. Because okay. My phone is de-googled. <laughs> Yeah. I'll just say that. No, I got you. I got you. So, All right. Um, I thank you for having me. Yes. Yes. Thank you. All right. Well, have a great day. Okay. You as well. All Bye. right. Bye. All right, everyone. So it was a pleasure to be able to have a candidate for sheriff on with us today. Like I mentioned uh, now, geez, like almost two hours ago, if you know of a candidate uh, who's running for anything, certainly sheriff. Um, but if you know of someone who's running for any kind of government office and uh, they want to see how good they are at the constitutional knowledge and uh, what they really understand about the Constitution and the purpose and form of our government, by all means, get in touch with us. Um, if you have a candidate forum or some sort of campaign event or something like that, I certainly could know how to shake things up a bit and uh, make sure that the public knows exactly how constitutional their uh, candidates to choose from are. So with that being said, um, all right, um, making sure, um, 
I have a question about if I reside in Michigan. I did for many years, but no, I'm still a Michigan attorney, but I don't live in Michigan at this point. Um, and sorry, there was a lot. Oh my goodness, a lot of comments here. Um, okay. Okay. Hey, 2AEDU popped in. I don't know how long you've been here, but that was the first little thing I've seen from you. So um, landscaper here. I love it. It's your busy season and you took the time to hop in and say hi and support us. So um, thank you very much for that. We really appreciate that. And um, certainly, uh, hopefully you caught the part where I was quizzing our sheriff candidate on the Second Amendment, as well as some of the others. Uh, if you haven't, then um, you'll be amused uh, on Thursday if you watch our 10-minute video, because I have to try to cram in this two hour and eight minutes of constitutional quizzing to less than 10 minutes. Uh, so pray for me and then check back to laugh on Thursday to see how it turns out. So. All right. Okay, everybody, it looks like maybe um, I have um, been able to answer all the questions and cover all the main topics. So we look forward to seeing you with our segments and everything this week. Make sure to do our Wednesday Way to Get Involved Challenge this week. It's a must. And um, like I said, next, uh, do it this week. I don't know what I said. Um, do it tomorrow or Wednesday way to get involved challenge next week. We will not have our show because remember, we're going to be celebrating, uh, our declaration of independence on the 4th of July. We're going to be celebrating me turning 40, Mike turning 48 and, uh, all of our other friends, uh, from the freedom fight that I mentioned earlier, who also have birthdays in the next week or so. Um, so thanks for your support, but check back with us um in two tuesdays from now for our next live restore freedom weekly show all right so um lori any last um any last bits um just, uh, just this one that our rights are absolute our rights absolute i think that's a question oh. maybe not Well, you can't ask, a, we'll just go with, oh, you are, our rights are absolute. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> start a can of worms opening. Right? Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but, all right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us today. It was a pleasure and we will see you next time. Okay, so I got a question for you. Mm -hmm.